Hey guys, welcome back to Houndwave, third period podcast, 3PP. We're talking Ravens today. Um, Ravens beat the Bengals last week, 23-17, move to two games ahead in the AFC North. Yeah. Um, I'm Taylor West, joined by Nate Block. We'll be talking about the game that happened this past weekend and also the upcoming tough one uh, the Ravens have against the Seahawks. So Nate, um, in this past Ravens game, what really impressed you about the especially defense that played particularly well? Yeah, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, Joe Mixon absolutely shut down. The we, I mean, I think we got more pressure to the quarterback than we have in the past, but it still was not good. It was that is the one part that really did not improve. It was but pretty I, non-existent in the first for the five minutes for like the secondary. I mean, Auden Tate. Honestly, is a pretty good receiver. He's big. He can go up, get the ball. He had some he incredible was, catches. He had some incredible catches that most receivers wouldn't make. And he was the leading receiver with 91 yards, which is, I mean, you don't want to give up 91 yards, but to a good player making some miraculous catches, it's not bad. And the rest of the team had under 50 yards receiving. So definitely an improvement from the secondary. Um, yeah, I think one of the big things was stopping the run, which we did, which we didn't do the last time we were at home when we played the – Browns, but Joe Mixon had held to 1.3 yards per carry. Um, eight ru- eight rushes for 10 yards. Really poor performance from the Bengals' offensive line. But you know, pass blocking, they did a better job. Um, considering they only held Andy Dalton to two sacks, which were pretty much in garbage time at the end of the game. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, Lamar Jackson had a career day on the ground. He had 19 rushes for 152 yards and 236 passing yards. And I saw the Ravens were uh, trying to get him nominated for FedEx Aaron Ground play, Player of the Week, but on the ground, first quarterback ever to do it, possibly. So, Nate, what about Lamar Jackson's performance really impressed you? I mean, first of all, he was the, I think, was the first quarterback either in NFL history or in a long time to pass for over 200 yards and rush for 150. I don't know when the exact last statistic was that a quarterback did that, but it's been a very long time. And I mean, they did exactly what we thought they were going to do. They pounded the rock. Although it wasn't Mark Ingram the whole time, it was Lamar doing most of the carrying. But I think the fact that he displayed this kind of running next week will help us because mm-hmm. not only do they have to, like, once again, defend his ability to rush, but I think because of that threat, it's going to open up the passing game a lot more. And although, like, I don't love seeing him rush this much because obviously he's our quarterback. We want to plan for the future. We don't want to get hurt, but I think the more he does this, the more it will open up the opportunities to pass. Yeah, I mean, it really he, he really did a great job in the first half of leading us down the field two times. But really, in the second half, we for the second straight game, we weren't able to get in the end zone. And, you know, we just kind of faded off. We got three field goals. You know, this this game was too close. Um, the Bengals returned the opening kick for a touchdown, which I thought was a horrible call by whoever was calling the special teams there, probably John Harbaugh, um, to kick it short. I hate that. Just give it to them at 25 and be happy with it. You know, you'll get it at the 20 most of the time, but you also have that a lot um, when they score a touchdown. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't see the positives and maybe like getting a tackle, the 15, 20 yard line. Yeah, so what? You get five yards, but you're risking the fact that they could do exactly what they did mm-hmm. to us. And I just, the amount of times that a kick returner is going to fumble the ball on a kickoff return in the beginning of the game is so the chances of that are so small, and I just I don't agree with the fact that we're kicking it short. I say just kick it out of the end zone. Talking about Mark Andrews' fumble, our tight ends love to hurdle. It's just kind of like a thing that Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews, and Nick Boyle do. But Mark Andrews finally fell victim to that, meet where he um, fumbled the ball and ended up losing a ending like a crucial drive in the Ravens game, even though they ended up winning. Yeah, I mean, 
obviously it's really fun to see a tight end hurdle someone. Mark Andrews is pretty good at it. But what you don't want to see is them forcing the hurdle just to try to impress people. I mean, right? Mark Andrews is the biggest guy on the field. He is. But he, I he just, shouldn't feel compelled to always be hurdling. Yeah, people. I mean, he, he has the ability just to run someone over. You don't yeah. always have to try to jump over. And obviously, the negative side was shown when he fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, back onto the defensive side, Maurice Kennedy had nine tackles and do not let that, um, do not let the tackle numbers for a corner deceive you. Cause that's really not good. He played not a very good game. The reason he got all these tackles is because he was on Auden Tate as the second corner. Um, and he was just getting, he, he was, everything was being thrown at him. That's why I was getting tackles and they, people just kept catching it on him and he tackled the guy. It'd be a 10 yard game at every time. You know, not a great game by Kennedy and going into the secondary Deshaun Elliott out for the year with a knee injury. This is crucially bad, <laughs> bad loss. Yeah. I mean, that is our second uh, strong safety that's out for the year in the last two weeks. Yeah. In the last two weeks, we're going to be having to see Anthony Levine, who's kind of a safety linebacker hybrid go back there. Earl Thomas is going to have to step up. Um, but you know, it, it's really tough to yeah. see a guy go down like that. Yeah, continuing on the defense, once again, Marlon Humphrey does very well. I mean, amazing game. Tyler Boyd, who the Ravens just hate, he always seems to destroy. Yeah, ended Ravens. our season twenty seventeen. It's not just that he like seems to do well every time we play them since yeah. then. And Marlon Humphrey stopped that. I mean, Auden Tate did well, but Tyler Boyd was shut down this game. Yeah. So. Moving into next week's game, we got the uh, Seahawks and Ravens. This is a tough one. Seahawks 5-1, and one, coming in at 2-1 and one at home. Um, the only game that they have lost this season so far was, I believe, to the Saints at home, which is a tough game. Um, you know, I think that the Ravens – I Russell Wilson is having an MVP season right now. 14 touchdowns. How many interceptions? Zero. Well, I personally, I think that changes. Earl Thomas – Return to Seattle. To Seattle yeah. I mean, I I'm not saying it will happen, but it would be great to see him get an interception on Russell Wilson. I mean, one of the things that a lot of players look at when they're signing with new teams is are they playing their old team when they in their stadium when they come back? And you know, Earl Thomas did get just that. You know, he's gonna have I think he'll have a good game. Um may see you think we see Russell Wilson's first pick? I hope so. I mean it nothing would be like more NFL than Earl Thomas coming back to Seattle and picking off Russell Wilson to for the first time this season. See the problem with the Seahawks. So Marlon Humphrey, our number one corner, um, is most likely going to be on Tyler Lockett, their number one wide receiver. But my worry is here. So they have DK Metcalf, who's been doing a decent job. Especially last so week, Can- well. Kennedy or Brandon Carr will be on him, and Jimmy Smith hopefully will be back. Yeah, no guarantee, but hopefully we'll be at, be back. See, here's the thing. So, Cleveland was able to rush the ball all over him last week. Hopefully, the Ravens can do the same thing. If the Ravens can get the run game going, you know, we will win the game. That's undeniable. If we rush for over 225 yards, we're going to win the game. I'm not going to say that's a guarantee, but it's extremely likely if we do that, then that will happen. We do have to stop Chris Carson, though, who's who had a really good game last game against Cleveland. Um, but you know, their run defense isn't too great either. So Chris Carson has 504 yards on 11 and eight, uh, geez, <laughs> 118 attempts. So he's having a decent year. So Nate, how are the Ravens going to like stop this high powered offense? You know, I really think it starts with a pass rush. We have to, yeah, we need to get it going. Terrible. It's been a pride of the Ravens since, I mean, literally since the organization was started, our defense was first. And I know that we have a really powerful offense and I'm not saying we have to have a top five defense anymore. 
but we need to be respected. We do. I mean, our pass rush has been horrible. And it, I mean, it's, it's been terrible. I mean, Pernell McPhee, you got to you got to step up your game. And Matt Judon, um, Judon's doing fine. You know, he's got four sacks, but you know, these are these sacks are all coming. Like he's not getting many pressures other than those sacks. He'll either beat the guy or just be blocked the entire time and give the quarterback five seconds. You know, one of the mm-hmm. reasons that Mason Rudolph got hurt the last it was two weeks ago um, is that he. You know, the Ravens couldn't get to him for seven seconds. Yeah. So Earl Thomas had to come up and actually try to do something. And, you know, it turned out to be a dirty hit on Earl. And he got fined for that. But, you know, it's it's troubling to see. The Ravens' pass rush has to be better if they want to win. Yeah. If they want to be a playoff contender, they have to get a better pass rush. Um, I think this game is actually going to be, like, more battle of the offenses than – I mean, we're talking defense, but the Seahawks' defense has not been great either. No. I mean, I'm looking at their at scores from this year. It's been – They've allowed 20 points, 26 points, 27 points, one good game against the Cardinals with 10, yeah. and then 29-28. So obviously this defense lets up points too. So honestly, I... I'm no interceptions s- on the year for Seattle. Yeah, but I, I'm just... I'm seeing this as a battle of the offenses. Which offense is going to execute the run game better and then rely on like the passing game next? So I, what, what's your pick? <sighs> I... this. I mean, it's so difficult. As a Ravens fan, I obviously want... To go with the Ravens, yeah, I really think this is dependent on the defense. I'm gonna make like two picks, like based on a scenario. If the Ravens' defense is able to get a singular interception, we win the game. Okay, and if we don't, I think Seattle takes this one. Um, I'm just gonna throw out my pick. I think Seattle does win this one, and I'm gonna say, hmm, I think it's gonna be decently high scoring. I'm saying like a. 30, 34 to 31 game. I think yeah. it's going to be very close. Um, but I say the Ravens defense ends up costing us in the lack of depth in our secondary. Yeah, no, I, I agree with the scoreline. I think it's going to be a 34-31, a 31-28 game, whether yeah. that swings to the Ravens or Seattle. But, yeah, no, I stand by my pick. Um, You know, the refs are a growing problem in the NFL. Yeah. As last night's game um, really cost – the Lions a win in yeah. first place in the NFC North. It's hard to believe, but that's true. Um, you know, the refs have – they screwed the Steelers out of a win against mm-hmm. the Ravens, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, the Steelers would have won that game if they didn't call that pat, uh, roughing the passer call. I think the refs need to just stop they just need to relax. throwing yeah. flags so much on roughing the passer, on D-linemen. Especially now that we have the ability to read, like if a coach sees something that he wants to challenge and say this was a penalty. Well, just pass interference. Yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, there's been, I was watching Red Zone on Sunday. Okay. I'm pretty sure I saw five or six pick plays Mm -hmm. that were legal and the commentators said they were legal. Yet the refs called pass interference. And each time it switched to a different game, the commentators were just like, Come on, like that—that's not so. A, that's not a pass interference. If you challenge a pass interference call, it doesn't come down to the referees on the field. It comes down to this guy in New York named Alberto Riveron. Pat McAfee talks about it a lot, and I love how he talks about this. Alberto Riveron does not even only five calls this year out of all the pass interference calls have been reversed because Alberto Riveron thinks that he likes the pride of the referees as the assistant of the referees association this needs to stop alberto what are you doing this 
this pass interference rule was supposed to be good. It was supposed to, you know, have help. It was supposed to help the league. It was supposed to get rid of like obvious calls. And he's still not changing it. Why isn't it the referee's decision? Why does it have to go to New York? Why can't the referee make the play on the field? It's been the same with replay. They literally missed a replay call on Devin Bush's interception last last week against against the Steelers. Yeah. He clearly dropped it. And New York says it's a complete interception. Alberto Riveron. <laughs> it okay. always comes back to you. Yep. Um, finally, just wrapping up for the Ravens, I wanted to read the injury list for both the Ravens and Seattle. Maurice Kennedy, questionable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if he plays, if he doesn't, I don't think it really makes a difference. He's not very good. Deshaun Elliott, obviously out. Jimmy Smith, questionable. If he comes back, I think that makes a huge That'd difference be big. on the cover of That would be DK very Mecca. big. I think we need Marquise Brown to come back. Desperately. I mean, you saw that Mark Andrews was literally our only passing mm-hmm. game. Patrick Owasso, questionable. Yeah, Patrick Owasso, has, him and Kenny Young have been used a lot less um, after the Ravens' poor defensive performances against Cleveland, um, against uh, and, and before that, so and, and against Kansas City. So they got Josh Bynes, who's kind of like a more C.J. Mosley type linebacker, mm-hmm. a big guy. Um, I'll probably just say that because he's number fifty-seven as dreadlocks. But <laughs> I mean, no, he's also he, he's, he's done well. He he's had done an interception, well. and then he caused another interception. And he, and he yeah, he defended a pass. Ball. Yeah. So Marlon Humphrey could get an interception. So he's playing well. Kenny Young is out. Um, Patrick Wasso is probably going to have to play because Anthony Levine was really playing that um, real linebacker slot uh, last week, and now Anthony Levine is going to have to <clears> drop <throat> back to that strong safety position. And then in favor of the Ravens, Will Disley. He could be out actually for the season. He's doubtful for this. Yeah, game. he's and probably not going to play. He got are killed. Usually not very good against the tight ends, and this is very positive. Disley is actually a very good tight end when he's playing healthy. Yeah, and then also in the this is really going to help us. Hopefully, if one of them doesn't play, two offensive linemen for Seattle are questionable, and we've been talking about the the pass rush, how it needs to improve. Maybe this could be our key to get it started. Yeah, uh, it's it's even with the Bengals struggling offensive line. We couldn't really get much pass rush. You know, that's the thing. Our pass rush has to be better. Yeah. So, yeah. Any last thoughts? Um, Maybe a hot take from you? Hot take. Um, you know, I'm saying Russell Wilson, Wilson torches up the Ravens defense. I think he throws for four touchdowns and over 400 yards. And then mine would be, I'm sticking with from the beginning, I think Earl Thomas gets an interception on his coming home. Is that really hot? Yes. Russell Wilson has not thrown an interception That's the fair. entire season, fair. and it's going to be Earl Thomas. I'm not saying the Ravens. The, all I'm right. saying Earl Thomas picks off Russell Wilson. And Seattle will probably cheer for him because he did all the great things there. All right, thank you guys for listening to the Third Period Podcast, uh, Episode 2. Uh, we will see you guys later.